Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's like three in the morning. I'm supposed to be at something very soon and I cannot sleep. I've tried all my tricks. <laughs> I've tried like... Oh, I haven't tried to call the midwife. That usually does it for me. <clears throat> but I tried like different things and I'm just... I don't know why I'm just wide awake, which is like super interesting for me personally. I, um, my niece passed away in 2012, suddenly in a motorcycle accident. She was 22 years old. <clears throat> and my sister, my niece was brought up by my sister and brother-in-law who were fundamentalists, like Bible Christians. And so they don't believe in this stuff that I, that my whole life is about. <laughs> they don't believe in any of it. They just, they have this understanding and that, in a literal interpretation of the Bible. And so if you believe in Jesus dying on the cross for your sins, you will, when you pass away, you will go to heaven. If you do not believe that Jesus died for your sins, you are not. You're going to an everlasting hell. <laughs> and on top of that, they do not believe in any kind of paranormal, um, or talking to people on the other side. <clears throat> I remember, like, I think it was the, the, um, the Easter before my niece passed away that she, that we were all sitting around the table and they were going after my mother again. My mother, who's a devout Catholic, devout Catholic her whole life. Uh, they were going after her again because of saints. My mother had a number of crosses, I mean, um, rosaries, which um, I actually do kind of want to go down this rabbit hole just for a second, because it's just coming to mind, and it's really pertinent right at the moment. But my mother had um, probably 150 rosaries. See, I collected them over the years, like collected them from everywhere. And some of you know that my mom passed away in August of this year, last year. Uh, like within, I don't know, seven months ago, my mother passed out of her body. And my sisters gave me all of the rosaries. And I was happy to have them, but it was sort of like this really weird, um, they couldn't have anything to do with it because they were Christians, so they don't believe that Catholics are Christians. They're it's like very separatist. And, and I was told unequivocally that I was not allowed to bring my mother's rosaries because we had a mass, which I fought for. <clears throat> had I not been there, I'm not really sure that my mother's wishes would have transpired upon her passing, but I was there. So I advocated for my mother. This is the way it's going to, she would have had it. So the way it's going to be. And 
they told me that what ended up happening was because of COVID, they couldn't have a reception for my mother's funeral at the church, at the Catholic church that she wanted her, her mass at. <clears throat> so we had, we had my sister's church graciously gave us a reception for my mother, but I was not allowed to bring my mother's rosaries. I wanted to bring them to give them to her friends. I didn't know what in the world I was going to do with 150 rosaries, although I didn't want to give any of them away, really. But uh, but I was told I was not allowed to bring these rosaries to the reception because I guess that would be like a really bad thing to do in a Christian church, not a Catholic church, because they don't believe in any intercession of the saints. Or you're not supposed to, what they consider, pray to saints. <clears throat> so this is kind of pertinent in that they were just going after again about Mary, you know, uh, and her rosaries. And I, and I said something really jaw-dropping, and I said, well, I talk to dead people every day. And the table literally cleared. They all got up and walked away like literally cleared. I mean, like, I'm not exaggerating. It was like, they just all got up and left <laughs> when I said this. But I mean, it's true. I do. I talk to people who I cannot see every day. And even back then, so this would have been in 2000, this would have been in 2012. So my niece passes away and <clears throat> People who have passed away in my life have this habit of leave, like sending me songs. <clears throat> they send me these songs and this like immediately this song. Wide Awake by Katy Perry came to mind for my niece's passing. And like it's really bizarre. Like if you listen to the, the words of that song, it's just uncanny. I mean, it's just like unbelievable. I, I just knew it was her song, and every time I heard it, I would just, I would just really fall apart. It was a really horrible uh, passing of someone for me. I did not, I did not respond very well to my niece's passing. I, um, I was in such a state of grief that I, I knew that I had to do something because I knew that I would. I would not survive it. I know this sounds very dramatic, but it's just the truth. I just, I wasn't going to survive it. I could tell that I was so weak that I, and I was like, okay, I, I can't pass away. I'm, I'm not ready. I have a lot more to do in my life, especially because I had children. I had like a, my youngest was like nine years old like I had to get it together I had to lessen this or or I just I just had to so so the other day two days ago I'm sitting at um sitting at this buffet where I'm at and 
sitting there and I went, finally got my nachos. It was like I've been one really craving nachos with like that garbage cheese and everything. I just like, oh God, I just wanted some nachos with like jalapenos on it. I was just I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying that in my mojito and I mean, I could hear like this Mexican music playing. I just, and then all of a sudden, I just, Wide Awake came on. I haven't heard that song in years. It just stopped me like dead in my tracks. It just, and I just knew she was here. She was, she's been here. She's been with me for years. She, so she immediately started talking to me when she passed away. She came to see me right after she passed, although I didn't, I could not quite identify what had happened, but she came by and she said something to me. <clears throat> but then as, as the days passed, you know, I could just, just this gnawing feeling. And it was like, you know, I don't even know. You don't even believe in this. Because she was one of the ones that, like, got up and laughed. When I mentioned it, it's like, you don't believe in this. She said, I do now. I do now. Her biggest message to me was to enjoy my life and to teach my children to enjoy their life. Because they had lived in, my, my niece lived in a, in a belief that it wasn't about this life, it was about the next life. That everything was about the next life. And so, and so I went on that, that journey of, of teaching my children. I, the nie- passing of my niece had a really transformative effect on, on my life. And I, I, within two years, I was a completely different person, even at that time. And she had been with me. And then, like, the summer of 2000. 18 when my life just like really changed like it was like a bomb went off uh and she was there is there was there is there <laughs> one of the things that i think about that i've been thinking about so one of the things that's really been on my mind has been just What if, what if I'm just ordinary? I'm just an ordinary person. What if there's nothing special about me whatsoever? And what would be wrong with that? And then I get a little bit deeper get a little bit deeper and then I'm just like, well, okay, what, what is my not wanting to be ordinary is that I think it's that I really want my life to have meaning. 
I want my life to have meant something. I want my life to have meaning. I want to like, whatever that means, like to be the best version of myself or learn to do something. Like I just want to expand to the furthest expansions of possibility for for myself. My potentiality. I wanna I wanna like reach my potentialities. What does that even mean? And to die and just nobody remembers you after your maybe my children, but that's it. Nobody's gonna remember me. And does it matter? I don't know. Sometimes I just, I'm like, like I'm just looking around and I, I, I had the same impressions, you know. Just being around people is so incredibly challenging for me. And I was like, what is that? Like, do I just not like people? I feel like I do like people. Like, I'm, I like people. I just, oh, God, it just, like, oh, I just don't like it. Like this, um, in a way, like crippling social anxiety. I feel so uncomfortable with just, like, all this energy in the room, like all these different energies. And it's like, what is it? Can I identify it? Like, what is bothers me? And I think part of it is, is it's just this, all of these people not wanting to be ordinary and wanting their life to have meaning. It's not that I want to interfere with it or it's, it's just like all this energy just sort of bumping against each other, like not not against, but just like sort of, yeah, like kind of. And the constraints of feeling so like, I'm just like sitting in between people and I just feel so like boxed in. I just, oh God. And it's not even just physically. It's energetically. Feel their energy sitting next to me. And so I try to identify what it is. And so the last person I I, I had gone to, because um, there wasn't really a time, it's like the strangest thing, like the different times of the day where you can eat like they closed down the kitchen and so you like yesterday I was like I went around I don't know four and you couldn't eat like or you could go over to the other place and have nachos I guess (laughs) but so then we just ascended on the cafeteria I guess you call it in uh, the restaurant and there were like all these people and it was like 9 30 at night and I'm sure the staff was just overwhelmed and there was just not enough places to sit 
And so I sat down and this man said, for one, and I said, yes, yeah, I know, for one. For one. And I sat there and I just, it was just like this blazing for one. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't already feel like so ridiculous to like sit all the time by myself, like in some ways, like enjoying it and liking it, being a lone wolf, that's me, I guess. But he had to like really point it out. You're taking up a table for four and it's just one of you, but there was nowhere to sit. I guess they had COVID restrictions. And so that was like, you could only sit at every other table. And a lot of people were like kind of aggravated because there was nowhere to sit. And they said, you weren't allowed to sit on the other side. And so finally there were these two girls that came and sat next to me. And I said, yeah, these seats are open, sit. I don't care. They said, thank you, you know. So they sat down and we started to talk, you know. And she started to tell me about the reason why she came. She said, I came because of this person that I know. I don't know if it was a friend or I, I, I don't know all the details. But she said she has this friend who's like come to six events and I, and I said, you know, I was asking her about that. And she goes, yeah, my friend, she has a coach for everything. She has a coach for her finances and she has a coach for her this and a coach for her that. And she just has all these coaches. And I, I, I was just like, I said, well, do you think that you have to have a coach for all these things? She goes, well, why not? She goes, and she rattled off all these things for like things that you that you go to. She even talked about a plumber to help you with your plumbing, which like kind of cracked me up because I did indeed put in the plumbing, like I put in the guts and everything of a toilet in my in my condo. But I have called a plumber. I, I called an electrician. And I suppose if I had a big job, I, I would enlist a professional. But like a professional over your life, is there anybody who should have that? But then she went on to talk about her friend and her friend and how wonderful her life is. She has like the most wonderful life and she has all of this money and she wrote this book and she, and, and she has all the money to have all the coaches she wants. It sounded, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess whatever floats your boat. <laughs> and, it, and it sort of like had this really just weird impact on me, like that I, do we want a coach for everything? Is there anyone that could tell us more about ourselves than ourselves?
I mean, like, I mean, I'm like being real. It's like you already know. We already know. We go to someone else just to validate what we already know. They're not telling us anything else. I told you all about this tarot card reader that I've been having fun with this. Every day she she does a YouTube. I, I figured out that I found her actually on TikTok. And I followed her over to YouTube. And she does a tarot card reading every day. And I actually had a private reading. And I have... I have been watching her YouTubes every day. But she tells me what I already believe. She doesn't tell me anything different. She tells me what I already believe. <laughs> I already, I was like, I already know. I don't need, it's like, do I need someone to tell me anything? I don't know, like sometimes it's like maybe you need validation. Like, but do you really? So I have this 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 guy friend that I've I guess he found me somewhere on um my YouTube station. He um I guess he messaged me. I mean, I wanna say three years ago. He's one of the only ones who has not asked me for money. He hasn't asked me for money, um, which has been nice because a lot of a lot of people have asked me for money in different, um, which I guess is a telltale tell sign of a scam artist. <clears throat> I was giving this this one young gentleman. I thought he was really sweet. He was studying to be a priest. I mean, he may really be studying to be a priest, but he kept asking me for money. Um, these, like, and another thing that's just kind of weird is they ask for these, these, like, Apple Play cards or these, like, these cards where I guess they could turn it into cash. This guy was, was supposedly from Africa. And then I was like alerted by people. It's like, you don't do this ever because you don't know what you're funding. And then like the next thing I know the what this person had said was actually true. And I, he sends me this picture of himself like in some army. I don't know. He was, was very upset that he had been had to like turn himself into some army. I don't know. I don't know about these things, my friends. But anyway, back to my friend. He, he, like, checks in on me every so often, and he, he, like, got with me the other day. And he was talking about this person that I, I can't even tell you who this other person was, but it was, like, some guru, some, like, master something or other in, like, the 1920s. And he was just going on about this guy and his predictions and that they, you were going to know in, like, 500 years. Something about 500 years from now, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then I get to, like, thinking about it. 
it's it's so bizarre how reality actually is that when we make a decision the the decision that we didn't take or that we think we didn't take actually splits off and we have like this total our alt reality where we made a different choice and if you think about this it's just mind-blowing because if there are infinite choices then like like there's no way like there's no end to it all these choices all these potentialities supposedly are taking place And so, like, how do we predict the future? I mean, like, truly, I'm, like, saying, like, really, these people who, like, try to predict, you know, they predicted this person or, like, one of the things, because this guy had sent me last night this YouTube, and so I, like, I tried to watch it a little bit, but I just, I was so put off, you know, by yet another, you know, um, (laughs) supposed master. I guess. I don't know. But I got to thinking, you know, like making predictions about anything is just, to me, it's like I just, I don't know if we can ever really do that. Or I guess that there's, it can like happen in that possibility because that possibility is there. So I guess that it's possible that it could happen. It's always possible, right? I don't know. I just got to thinking about it. It was just so bizarre. It's so freaky. Like, there's times where I'm like... That it's getting to be so... In my own life... That I live on this edge between awake and asleep so often now that I don't know sometimes if something like happened. It's like, I don't know if it actually happened or if I dreamt it, which is making me wonder if when we dream, we are not just visiting realities other realities, other potentialities, other realms, other dimensions. And so like this idea of deja vu, it's like happening so frequently for me that like sometimes I can't like, did that really happen? And trying to keep it straight is getting more and more difficult for me. Which makes me wonder, like, maybe I am completely insane. (laughs) I have to actually concede to that. That I am completely insane. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, it really has been like on my mind this idea because I mean I talk about this this idea like do I really want 
people to know who I am? Or am I just quite content to just be a shadow? Just be ordinary, just fit in, just go with the flow. So as that nobody knows. Nobody knows who I am. There's some like delightful thing in that. Just being quiet. Having people not have any idea who they're talking to. And the absolute delight in that. I'm going to end this podcast, but I I wanted to like say one last thing. So I thought it was super interesting. I was sitting at the event this last evening and this woman came and there was a seat right next to me and she came, she walks up and she turns my name tag around and the lady sitting next to me. She didn't ask. She just walked up, touched me, somebody that I don't even know, and turned my name tag around. The audacity, I mean like truly, I just could not believe the audacity of this woman and the invasion of my personal space. I mean, I was polite about it. I didn't really say much, but I was just so put off by her. And this is the kind of energy that, I, that really bothers me. Somebody who makes presumptions, or I don't know, like who does she think she is that she could just, she, I guess she wanted to know my name and the person next to me. And she had, she had left for a little bit, which I was really glad because her energy was really bothering me. <laughs> and I didn't talk about her behind her back because I didn't really want to call more attention to her than, I, than even. But like, what is that? What is that? That she would... Like, did she really care? Does she really care about my name? Or like... Is she just so OCD that she just couldn't stand it, that my name was backwards? That she couldn't see it? Like, like what was that? And she, was, she wasn't really loud, but she, she just kind of was. Her energy was just so, like, ah, oh God, in your face. I don't know. It just... And it just being really okay that some people bother me. They just bother me. Like, I don't know why she bothers me, and I don't care. I probably won't sit next to her again. Didn't really have to talk to her that much, which I was really happy about. Like, what is that? Just, (laughs) I don't know. And just being okay with the fact that sometimes, like, like that energy... It's okay that that energy is just feels weird and just to kind of stay away from it. But anyway, as always, I appreciate y'all listening. 
And I will be back with other ideas. And maybe I'll even fall asleep. (laughs) And that's a wrap.